Welcome to the Soul Tribe Podcast. The Soul Tribe Podcast was created to help you navigate through the world of spirituality, wellness, and self-development in an easy, grounded, and relatable way. We break down everything from the Akashic Records, manifesting, spirituality, and so much more. We want to help expand your boundaries and bring the spiritual world to you in a fun and easy way. Get ready to be inspired with tips, tools, and easy-to-digest information. Let's do this. Hey everyone, Lorraine and I are back doing an episode together. And today we're going to try to focus uh, on collectives. We're going to... We actually don't have too many bullet points of what we want to make sure to talk about. We have our cash records open. We have the idea, so we're going to see where that goes. So I can't promise you we're going to stay on that subject. We'll see how it goes. But um, just before we get into that, I wanted to let everybody know if anybody's interested in doing our Zoom Akashic Records course, that's going to be in October. So we're yeah. going to do it three days, and that's the... So the 10th, 11th, 11th, and the 18th, I believe. Um, Let me just double check it here. Yes, and the 18th. So it would be a Saturday and a Sunday, and then the following Sunday. So the way we always have it is that we have two consecutive days where we actually go through the manual. We actually open our Akashic Records. We help you through that. We guide you through that. And then the following week is the week where we have the support class where you can come with your questions. You can tell us how it's been during that week with your channeling, what struggles you've had, and we can give feedback to you. Many times during these classes, we also channel information for people as the masters and guides and beings of light see needed. And yeah, so you receive the manual and you're also allowed into our private Soul Tribe Academy Facebook group. So um, that's a good way for you to get responses from us, for you to get help from other kind of classmates that have done this course or our online course as well. And yeah, so we're, we've discussed this with Lucia and we're not sure how the rest of this year is going to pan out. So we aren't 100% sure that we're going to offer a course in November and December. Probably not December, I would imagine, but we might. We might. We we don't know that right now, but we just want to make sure we put that out there in case you guys are interested. And that was the whole idea of us, right? Like putting up our online course because this is a way for you to have access to it whenever you want. You still have our, you know, our kind of our help through the private group or through email and yeah, it's the online is a little bit different, but we also have our Udemy course, which is a lot more accessible. Accessible. We'll include all the links to all these courses below. Um, and the thing with the Udemy course, it's a little bit more compact, more compressed, and it doesn't have the same support that you would have with us with our online or our Zoom course. So, you know, for us, the Akashic Records are very important and it's something that we really believe in and it's something that's helped us so much not only heal but also in our lives and our daily lives so we wanted to make sure that it was accessible to everybody and and that was kind of the idea behind all of these three different courses which essentially teach you to learn your own Akashic Records. Something I also want to go into before we get into the episode is we've been asked a lot about level two so level two would be 
you learning to read other people's Akashic records. So that's something we have planned for 2021. We don't have that completely done yet or really started, I would say, because it takes a lot of energy, a lot of channeling, and it's something that we need to work on for months. It takes a long, a long time for us to get the information, the structure, and we want to do it in a way where we're teaching it to the people that need to learn it so that they can pass that on to other people as well. So, so we'll keep you guys posted on that. We don't think we'll have anything until next year. So just in case anybody was wondering. Yeah. Um, and I just want to add to that, that I don't think that everyone's prepared to read other people's Akashic records. Um, it's really, you're, you're dealing with other people's really sensitive information. And so we also need to be very careful that who like, who comes in and who we teach, we want to make sure that like the person's fully prepared. They're really ready to, to deal with delicate information, people's emotions, people's trauma. So th that's a part of the course that I think the courses that we took Lorena, they didn't really take that seriously. They just taught anybody. And so I don't agree with that because it's a lot of really important yeah. information. You're tapping into something that's sacred. And I, if I'm going to give the tools to someone, I want to make sure I did it justice for the person that's going to be attended to, but also to the universe in general and to the Keshek records, you know? So that's something to, for us to consider as well. Like what are, what are we going to ask as requirements to teach? Um, we'll see. We're, we're looking into that. We're going to channel with their masters, of course, and they're going to give us their suggestions. So, and then we'll go from there. Yeah. And, and as well, that's all another reason why we haven't really pushed ourselves to create this level two so quickly because people really do need to take their time with level one and really be able to channel for themselves, get in with the energy. It's, it's not just, okay, I just jump from one to the other. I mean, I'm sure some people are very connected and could, but the more we can connect with ourselves and what we need to hear and we heal ourselves, the better it'll be when we go into level two and we start reading other people because we've been through that. We, we understand it. And it's, it makes the process a lot easier. So you don't feel like you're wasting your time, you know? Yeah. And with that said, I guess we can give a little update about what each of us have been up to or whatever you guys, you want to like jump into and tell everybody. I'll let everybody know that this weekend, well, when this comes out, it's already passed, but this weekend I spent, um, David Icke did a live streaming of his book, well, his material from the book, The Answer which I bought, which I started reading. And uh, it, w it went on for, at least here in Holland, it was till two, two in the morning. And it, he was in the UK, so it was till one in the morning there. And it started at um, 6 p.m. here. So I went to bed exhausted on Saturday. I was wow. like, so much inf information overload. Like, I was exhausted. <laughs> was exhausted. And that guy likes to talk. Yeah, but you know talk. what? He's like... And I know a lot of people will put him under the category of conspiracy theories if, if there's a lot of people that still are not open to it. Or some people might be open to some of that information and think that the rest, half of it's extreme. But um, his intentions are good. He really wants people to be free. He really wants people to live their lives. And and I like that. I like seeing that. I like he like he didn't have to stay up until, you know, one in the morning for me too in the morning talking that was actually extra time than his streaming was going to be um and so you could just tell he's coming from a place of passion and a place of really wanting to help 
so that was my weekend. That's my update. So I'm actually yeah. um, a little tired from that. Are you liking the book? Yes, I'm liking the book. And there's a lot of things. You know what was funny for me? Because I know Sander didn't make it. Sander watched part of it, and he's like, I'm falling asleep. I can't make it. I'm like, I'm going to sleep. I'm, I'm not missing it. Um, so the, the book's the same information. But so I got all of it in one night, which I'm still going to read the rest of the book. And um, a lot of it for me was, he's onto something. I've channeled this stuff in different words, but I've channeled this stuff. Yeah. So he doesn't seem to be too off. There's some parts of it for me that are so drastic to think about that my human brain's not ready for it. But I actually don't think that he's very wrong. Like, I think he's pretty, he's pretty correct about a lot of the stuff. I, I, I found tie-ins with information I've gotten from the masters themselves. I mean, for example, the fact that the last episode we did, um, where we both channeled, the last episode we both did where we came together, but we were channeling separately, the, my mine was all about the rest of this year and my dream and everything that I, they were telling me that was going to be really heavy. Well, he's kind of saying the same thing. He's just giving you details of his theory of what's going to happen. Right. Um, and so I was like, yeah, it's like, I keep hearing people confirm what I re- received, which is the next few coming months. It's going to be, it's not going to be easy. I, I have that feeling all the time now. I feel it. I, it's like, it's weird. Um, it is. I keep feeling like, oh, you know what? I should just take a little nap because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's coming. Let me just take yeah. a nap. <laughs> I feel that sometimes too. Yeah. Or just overly tired about life. It's it's like sometimes it feels like too much, you know? I do want to suggest to people that they like, I think this is a really important time to hermetically protect yourself. Like this is the time to do it, guys. If you haven't taken it seriously before, like I beg you to please do it because there's I mean we already know this is new information there's really dark heavy energies or low vibrational energies and we're fighting against them us that are trying to raise our vibration that are trying that are good beings we're kind of it's like we're we're in the battle for the terrain in a way if you want to think about it right and so lights lights actually upping their game and lights actually winning but that also means that whatever is low vibrational is going to up their game too. And we got to be prepared. And this is the time where we'll be hit hard because we're winning. And so I keep feeling like, like I, and, and I suggest everybody that's listening, do this. I, when I go to go meditate, I protect myself with like, I do a bubble. Like I protect myself with a bubble and I put conditions under a bubble and I'll say, you know, what do I want this bubble to do for me to protect my, me from what? And I put all those conditions, um, People might use symbols. Reiki people might want to use symbols, like whatever it is that you use. But protect yourself before you meditate. Protect yourself before you do yoga. Protect yourself before you go to sleep. Protect yourself while you're sleeping. I do that. So I want to make sure people start doing that if they're not already doing that. Yeah, I need to do that. I feel like it would probably help me sleep better too. But having nightmares the last few nights has been really weird. Like, just... And it's really funny now that I'm kind of have my Akashic records open. It's like a lot of these dreams I've been having is like, it's like locked, being locked up of like being stuck somewhere. And I just keep feeling that. And it's really weird because there's no reason for me to feel that. Although I do kind of feel that right now. There's just so since we're like kind of giving an update, I feel a lot of, and, and this is like something I keep seeing everywhere where I see people moving. They're like, oh, I don't want to live where I am right now. I'm moving. I'm going somewhere else. And I keep feeling that as well of like needing a change in, in my environment and needing 
to not feel stuck because obviously a lot of you are probably like even you and Lou in Europe, it probably feels very different than being on an island mm-hmm. where literally you have nowhere to go. Like you're stuck here. And the fact that a hurricane could come in tomorrow and there's nowhere to go, like you're not getting off this island. You're pretty much screwed. Like that, that scares me a little bit, but not so much out of fear. It's more of like, wow, I need a change of environment, a change of air. I need a change of like life, like what, what, what I'm experiencing and how I'm experiencing it. It's really interesting. call it island fever, right? Yeah. And the fact that by now during like, if if it would have been a normal year, I would have traveled at least once. I would have gone even for a week or two away. That's how you get away from the island fever. Yeah. Yeah. And that helps tremendously. But yeah, I don't know. I've been feeling that. And, And also those dreams that kind of give me that indication of Maybe something's coming. Maybe that feeling that we're all going to feel again somehow, feeling locked up in our own selves or in situations that we have no control over for now. Um, but something, yeah, I do more and more as the days go by, I do feel that things are going to get really tough. Yeah, it feels a little unsettling sometimes. Uh, I'm taking it one day at a time. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. literally. And I'm like one of those people that like really looks to the future and go, oh, I want to do this, I want to do that. I'm like always like planning. And lately I find myself going, okay, tomorrow. What am I doing tomorrow? <laughs> okay, okay, this is yeah. what I'm tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not even like looking past tomorrow. That's good. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, well, so I guess that's our update. What, we would do, what did you do this weekend? I actually took Saturday morning off. And I went with a friend to the beach and we walked and then we just went in the water and walked, went in the water and walked. It was so nice, especially now since there's no tourists here. The beaches Mm. are pretty much empty and it's so peaceful. And we were in the water and there were like fish swimming all around us, like colorful fish. Um, It was just like heaven. So nice. It's those things that I know if I were ever to leave here, I'd miss that. Yeah. Um, And then had astrology class on Saturday, which was amazing as always. We started studying houses and it was amazing. Studying houses? Like the houses, you have like 12 houses in the, oh yeah, 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 uh, yeah. in your natal chart. There's 12 houses. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we've got into that and I, it's just bizarre to think like I've been studying since March and December we finished our first year and it's like right around the corner, like Christmas is right there. It just freaks me out a little bit. And then what else did I do? Um, And then I took a nap after astrology. I I took a lot of naps this weekend, which is good. I needed it. And then Saturday night, uh, don't know. I think it was pretty much that. It was just like chilling during the day and then doing some work in the evening. Um, But there's a lot of work to do. We We have a lot going on with our stuff. Yeah. So... Yeah, but trying should, not to like should overwhelm we announce myself. what we're possibly gonna do on YouTube? Should we let people know? Yeah, let's should? do it. Yeah, this are we're dun, gonna dun. do it'll it'll keep us accountable too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I was wondering if we should say it was like oh if we don't have time now we have to do it if we say it. Um, Lorena and I, since I've been um, we did an episode about conspiracy theories and all that stuff, um, and we had an interview for a Spanish podcast with a Uruguayan. A fellow Uruguayan who's been doing, you know, theories, conspiracy theories. I don't want to call them conspiracy theories. Yeah, no, just truths. Truths. Yeah. Overwhelming truths. Truth. No, he's, he's like, <laughs> I, would, I would consider him like a truth seeker. Yes. 
Um, so we, we interviewed him and uh, Lauren and I were already talking about it. But so now we've kind of decided that we want to do our own YouTube channel where it's basically us trying to get down under, you know, under the whole system, hidden stuff, all the system and try to research and listen to people's like, well, listen to other people's theories, maybe look into that a little bit and then come from it from a place of like in some information that we've gotten, but at the same time have our Akashic records open to assist us with those episodes. So we're going to try to become a little bit more truth seekers, but since we consider it so independent from this, the podcast, which is for us, like bring everybody's energy up, bring our own energy up. It's more enlightening. So we decided to separate it from the podcast. So it will, it will have its own YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, which we'll share with you guys once it's set up. We don't have the name of it yet. I, I mean, I think we're going to create a separate channel. I think that was kind of like the idea instead of putting it on our Soul Tribe podcast channel. Well, that is the idea because supposedly you get censored really easily. And I don't want to lose the channel where all our podcast episodes go because some people prefer to listen to the podcast on YouTube, which is why I said let's make an independent channel. So, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, so I don't, we don't want to lose the YouTube channel of Soul Tribe. If it gets censored, because apparently people that are speaking truths are getting censored all over the place. It's insane. And we talked about that in the Spanish podcast, Entre Almas, because the day we were speaking with him and and we went over so many different topics, it was crazy. I saw so much censorship just the hour before we went on the call with him. I was like, wow, like all these posts that were like saying fake news. It's like, no, actually, there's a lot of stuff out there that's fake but you're not saying it's fake because it's not to your advantage to be fake. I believe in that, but it depends on who you're talking about if they believe it. Yeah. Which is also why I want to keep independent from the podcast because I don't want to lose the spiritual aspect of our connections with the Ketchik Records and the information they give us, and it's very valuable. Um, And I think that not everybody's ready to listen to some of these truths. So that's also why I think it's a good idea to keep it independent. Yeah. As well, I think... We still will have the aspect of spirituality in that because I always like to yes. rely on, you know, us, us, do our investigation, do all of that, but also rely on, you know, our master's guides, beings of light to give us feedback on what we're, what we're seeing and what we're reading and how true that is. They usually steer us in the right direction. So, yeah. 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 It's exciting. Okay, so, yeah. yeah. I'm a little excited about it because I, I've already been reading into it and looking into it. So it's just another excuse. Yeah. Now I can say it's work-related. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Before I w- it was just, it was a hobby. Now it's work-related. Awesome. Okay. Um, okay. So let's get into the reason why we're doing collectives today. The main reason why we, we decided to do collectives today was we were doing an Akashic Records Zoom class. And I don't remember exactly what was said because Lorraine and I give the class with our records open. At some point, they talked about the light worker collective or the light workers collective. And then it was kind of like a, oh, you know what? Every, 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 you know, there's like subgroups of collectives and they're all connected to the, we're all part of the human collective. And so we started getting some information and I said, okay, we got to do a podcast episode about this because this is like all a material in itself. And it was the first time that I was kind of fully aware of it. Um, as a collective in itself. So that's where the idea of today's episode about collectives um, kind of sp- came up. But so let's just, to make sure that everybody understands what we're talking about, we are all human and we are all connected to something called the human collective. 
what's really important to know about the human collective is everything you feel, sense, think, everything, all those things, it's like you're uploading it onto the human collective cloud. And, but that also means that you're connected to everybody. And, and if somebody else, or if there's an overwhelming amount of people on earth feeling fear, sadness, depression, lower negative energies, you're downloading, you're going to be downloading those at some point, right? And it's coming into your system as well. So I think that's, I think sometimes we get that when there's a lot of people around the world feeling that, and you might be on the other side of the world that has nothing to do with what maybe, maybe, you know, let's say that the United States had some big issue and you're in New Zealand, right? And you're on the other side, you're not impacted directly with what's happening that day, but yet you're connected to the same collective. You might feel that nervousness, anger, whatever, the, that mass amount of people in another country are feeling. Um, and so it's important to remember that we are all really connected. And so that's also why it's important to raise your vibration because we're helping everybody in the collective raise your vibration. What's going to help awaken more people. It's going to help create more capabilities inside of each and ind every individual has a capability. Like you, everybody has something they're going to be really good at that some other individuals aren't going to be so great at. And we need to better the earth with that capability. That's why you're here. That's part of the reason why you're here. So by raising your vibration and working on yourself internally, that stuff's uploaded onto the collective and other people are going to benefit from that work you're doing as well as yourself because you're connected to the collective. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think what I always like to think of it or the, what came to me right when you were speaking is it's, it's a lot like, and they were, they were using like the word mob mentality. It's, we can go in, in either direction. We can go in the direction of light or we can go in the direction of darkness. So it is our own duty and our own job and our own responsibility to be able to shed light on anything that's happening. And that could be in your own way. It doesn't mean you doing the Akashic Records or doing Reiki. It doesn't matter how that is. It could be you just meditating and you're shedding light into that collective. You're shedding light. You're, you're raising the vibration and you're allowing it to grow and to expand. And the fact that we're, you know, a lot of times when we come into this life, we, we don't realize how connected we all are. And it's this feeling of, oh, I'm separated from everybody. And, and in fact... We are way more connected than we all can even imagine. And I like to think back just a few episodes um, where we were channeling information and we saw it as like these little lights. It's like this expansive globe where there's like, I can't think of the word. It was um, um, like spider web. Or... It's like a spider web of lights um, or like, yeah. uh, there's another word. I can't it reminds think of me it. Like, you know what it reminds me of? Like when you see, like the, you look at an airline and go, oh, what routes do they do? And yeah. And they their hubs sprouting out to other hubs. Yeah, something like that. That's kind of what it looks like. Like a matrix of lights everywhere all around the globe, but different levels of it. Like I don't see it as just like one layer. There's like many layers to it. And that we're all in that. So one one little light can affect lights around it. That's us affecting everything around what's happening us, uh, happening to us. But also, I like to think of, you know, a lot of these things that are happening around the world, where there's so much violence, there's war, there's you know hate crimes or whatever, or there's people dying of hunger, and it's like the more we can shed light on everything, and that might be you bringing a truth forward or you feeling like you can make a difference with a cause or 
just talking about something so someone could like bring that to their awareness and take care of it and, and, and bring more light to it through their speaking about it. And that's shedding light. It's little things. It doesn't have to, you, you be like a millionaire and having a million dollars to be able to like donate it. Right. It's a lot about bringing awareness and attention to things and it could be through energy. It could be through you speaking up. It could be through you starting a YouTube channel and talking about the things you need to talk about because you feel that they're important without bringing darkness into the world, right? It's about, I'm trying to shed light. I'm trying to bring awareness to something. And, and if that helps somebody, great. And if it helps everybody, even better. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that's this, I mean, part of what this year is, is, and they've talked about it so many times, the masters, it's this year was the year of karmic cleansing and getting a lot of stuff out. And that means everything in the human collective that was holding us back needs to, needs to start coming up and cleansing. And sometimes that means finding out things that we don't want to find out about, hearing about things we don't want to hear about, seeing realities we weren't prepared to possibly see yet. Um, but it's, this is the time to do that. This is the time to do that. And another thing, like Sandra asked me when, like I was reading the, you know, the book, the answer, I was like, Oh my God. So, so they're saying this about, and I never thought about it, but I guess it's true. And he's like, I'm just going to live in my own. I think he said something like, why don't I just live in my own reality where everything's nice and I just go to work and everything's fine. Right. Yeah, that doesn't and he's work like, like Why that. should I live in your reality? That, that was, he was asking, he was basically asking me, why should I live in your reality instead where you're seeing all these awful things. And I said, because what I'm doing is trying to help liberate us all. And he's like, yeah, but it's the same. It's going to be the same. I was like, no. And so then I ended up researching it. I'm like, well, and he goes, okay, why is it, why, what's going to change by you talking about it to me or hearing you finding out about it and then talking to me about it. And I was like, I thought to think about it for a while. And then I ended up having a response, which was, one person waking up actually creates a vibrational change that creates an impact on your energy. This is how they're explained to me. That creates an impact on your energy. Call it your energy bubble. Energy field, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Your energy field, your aura, your energy bubble, whatever. That's actually going to reach somebody. I don't know. I don't know how it goes, like who it reaches, but it's going to reach somebody. At least two to three people will reach if one person wakes up. And then those next people are going to be interested in finding out about, wait, what's really going on down? Like, but below all this stuff, what's really going on? Is there something behind all this? And those three people will start waking up and their energy field, if it changes, if they find out enough and they hear enough and they investigate enough, they care enough, they'll wake up another additional person, another two, three people. And so we're all actually helping the whole human race, the whole collective at the end of the day, gradually, slowly to wake up, which is why this year has been like that. And also I want to, I want to, I said this already in an episode before, but we're going to start finding out about details. We already have started finding out about details about the coronavirus and details. Was it really as severe as it supposed to be? Was it not as severe as, as they said it was? All these things, right? They're going to give you statistics. They're going to give you numbers. The beginning, it sounded like it was very deadly. Now it's starting, they're starting this, the media starting to say like the truth, like supposedly it wasn't so what the Akashic Records always made sure to make me feel from the beginning was they don't care if it's going to give, if it's going to make 20 people contagious or nobody contagious by having it. Like no one's going to be affected. They use to their advantage the, the current life situation, the current global issue, 
to make us all go in to create this awakening, right? And so maybe it wasn't as bad as it was supposed to be, but they were not going to let us know if it was so un- if it was not severe. They weren't going to say, by the way, it's not severe, just go out, because they wanted to use the current circumstances that were being fed to us to help us awake. Remember, they kept saying, go in, go in, go in. They, they said it was really important. It was part of the awakening. It was part of the karmic cleansing. It's part of everything that's coming up and it's going to continue to come out. We wanted to quickly remind you that Lorena and I both do Akashic Records readings. So that might mean that you're attracted to one of us as a reader more than the other. And that means something. That means that we're the better option for you as a reader. So whichever energy calls you best, feel free to contact us. You can go to our websites and fill out our contact forms. Um, or even just the Soul Tribe podcast website and contact us via that form. And also remember that we both do dual readings together, which means that Lorraine and I both channel your Akashic records at the same time. So then you're getting the benefit of both channels and both energies, getting your information and seeing them, feeling them and receiving them from two different perspectives, but getting the same type of information for you and for the greater good of what you need to clear out understand and see for yourself so feel free to contact us as well if you want a dual reading or an independent reading from me or Lorena it's really interesting what came through when you were speaking about that question that Sandra asked you of what if I live in my own little bubble my own little reality and I don't and I don't live the the truth right I don't live what's actually happening like I for example I ignore what's happening with coronavirus I ignore the news I ignore um, people trying to come out with the truth. I ignore, I don't know, whatever that is. It doesn't have to be huge issues, but it could be anything. They're showing it to me in the same sense of us ignoring our own issues. What happens when we do that? When we ignore what we're feeling, when we ignore what's coming through, when we ignore intuition, we're not being true to ourselves. We're not being authentic, but also that starts to accumulate and get worse and worse. And then you're completely disconnected from who you are. So the more we can live the truth that is this human collective, the more we can live together and experiencing things together at an energetic level, the better we are all, like we're all off better that way, right? We're all going to be able to help each other. We're all going to be able to grow together. Whereas the moment we don't deal with our own things, we're disconnected from ourselves. And the same thing with this collective, it's you pulling away and you trying to live your own reality is only going to pull you and separate you. You know what I mean? That's kind of how they're showing it to me. It's like, it's like showing it in the sense of us ignoring what's really happening. It's like me ignoring that I have anxiety and depression and saying, oh, I'm just going to pretend it's not here and not trying to get to the underlying issue. The same thing with the reality. If I pretend there's nothing going on, I pretend that there's no you know, issue with coronavirus, that there is possibly people lying to us about it, that maybe we don't need to wear our masks or whatever people are saying. If I ignore that and I say, you know what, I'm just gonna believe whatever I wanna believe, I'm not gonna pay attention to anybody. We disconnect from the collective, like we disconnect from ourselves. I don't know if that makes any sense, but they showed it to me that way. Yeah. I'm just thinking about it. Um, because I understand his perspective. I understand where he's coming from. Like, 
for example, you know that I do a lot of, I'm really concerned about the, the trafficking of children. I'm mm-hmm. really concerned about it. And that's my biggest wish for this year, for the, for, for the people responsible. It's like drug traffickers, but it's worse because it's kids. And, and, and some of them are maybe not so young. Some, there's a lot of really young ones I'm worried about, but some of them are not so young. And I know it exists. And I, the Kashuk workers are talking to me about it since the beginning of the year, that this is the year for all this trafficking, you know, human trafficking issues to start coming out. I think I never talked about it in the podcast because I think I didn't feel like it, it was, I was ready to talk about it, but I was looking into it the whole time and I knew the Kashuk workers were telling me about it. And um, it's hard to talk about and to hear about and, and investigate and hear about the things that supposedly being, are being done and they're doing to these children. It's hard. And the beginning, you go no, yeah, right. Like you like, can't yeah, believe right. in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, it's impossible. But then I start, I start looking into it, and I start asking the Catholic records, and I start looking into it more, and and I'm like, it exists, it exists. But then just go one step up above that. And the Catholic records made me. I remember once put a video up on YouTube, which I refer back to a lot because that was that was the day where like they were giving me a lot. It was. They talked about our time and how precious our time was. That we're here incarnating for experiences, or, or you know, for something personal for our own soul and ourselves, and we're using our time to go to a job most of the time, like that we hate, and we're using our own personal growth, spiritual time, you know, a human experience, a spiritual being having human experience. We're using it to go to work to what to pay for a house, to pay for a house that we're barely spending any time in because we're too busy working, and so. That's that's my perspective when I was asked that question by by Sander. I was like, well, but you are suffering from the system. You think that your reality is amazing, but your reality could be much better. You could be using your own time and you could be doing what you want with it and you won't be having to go to a nine to five, which I know he doesn't hate his job, but still, you're still a slave to the system. You're being enslaved to use per hour of your time to pay for things. Yeah. At the same time, I also do believe that you do create your own reality, right? Like, I do believe that you can shift the way you see things and shift, but there's certain things that you can't shift. And that's something that I feel more and more now and more of the messages that are coming through. It's like, there's certain things you're not supposed to shift a reality and look at it differently. It's, it is what it is. And you have to look at it for what it is to be able to change it or to make a difference. Otherwise, it's just sweeping it under the rug. Yeah. So yeah, that's not good. It's it's like you're supposed. I think you're supposed to have a a balance between the two, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like not letting things get you down. It's like it's like you. You're investigating things. You're looking into it, but you're not letting it drag you down. And well, sometimes yes. Sometimes I'll hear about something and I'll go, "Oh my goodness, no!" And I'll, I mean, I'll I'll literally. You know what I'll do? I'll I'll end up. I'll end up meditating, bringing down energy from my soul and then asking, just praying to whomever might be suffering from that thing that I investigated or found out about that day, like bring them light, you know, but bringing light to myself to bring my energy back up because I found out about this and it's awful, right? Yeah, but also it's using your energy to do something. So we might start this. No, we might not. We will start this YouTube channel. (laughs) We do. It's we too did late. start. We've already announced it. We have to. We do can't it now. go back now. <laughs> well, we started this podcast. This was something that we felt called to do, but it, it's that's that's following through with 
things that maybe aren't nice to say on the podcast or messages we're getting that don't seem very positive, but we're seeing them anyway, you know? Yeah. It's going through with it anyway. And, the, and like, for example, they talk about how we were talking about censorship before. Like, you say something that's not convenient for those that are controlling. Uh, we can, maybe we can talk about the way I, David Icke says it, the 1%, right? Yeah. Which the cash workers consider a little bit more because they consider other standards that go into that box. But anyways, that 1% that control, the few that control the many, he says, right? Um, you're saying something, if the media says something, or you're saying something uh, on a social media platform that's not considered the truth for they don't want it to be considered the truth because it's not convenient for them. But where's this freedom of speech? Mm-hmm. Shouldn't I have the right to say anything I believe and think? Okay, as long as I'm not... I mean, it's so hard to find the thin line because as long as you're not you kind of talking crappy about someone or... Yeah. That doesn't deserve it. That's... Well, it's hard. This is really... It's really hard. It's, it's, it's hard. very delicate, yeah. Because everyone has the right to freedom of speech, but at the end of the day, people that are speaking up against individuals they think are doing really bad things they're being censored right and so there is no freedom of speech and my good example of that because i, I remember hearing this i know Lorena, when did we leave the new york 1997 yeah 97 okay i remember hearing about this in 97 i was really young i was like 14 15 so this was like i was yeah i was an annoying teenager or whatever but i remember hearing about how like the news is controlled in the united states I was like, whatever, you know. And then we went to Uruguay, and I remember, literally remember going to school and hearing totally different parts of the story of history. Yeah. I remember going, what? This is a thing? How come they didn't teach us in the United States? Because it wasn't convenient for it to be part of the history taught to the kids in the United States. Like, it was like a bomb that went off in my face. And then I started watching, when I finally understood Spanish fully, (laughs) when I started watching the news, I was like, what? Like, and I started realizing that even the news was said differently in South America, or at least in Uruguay at the time. And then I realized it's true. The media is so controlled where we used to live. And this was back in 97. Oh, I think it was probably worse then because people now have the internet. We didn't really use the internet a lot then. That's no true. one had phones. So now people are able to share ideas more, more openly. There's a lot of platforms, even though they're being censored. People have their own websites they can share stuff, and you can have your membership sites. So I think it's a lot easier now to be able to bring forward an idea or a concept than it was before. But yeah, I agree with what you're saying. And for me, it was so huge, and that's something, even though it was so hard, that move to Uruguay, it opened my eyes to so many things. And that's why I always encourage people, like, if you can go live somewhere else experience life and see a different perspective and it's not even about the culture it's it's just seeing it from a different point of view it changes everything makes you a different person it's crazy yeah yeah (laughs) it's crazy okay so then we're so what we're basically talking about here is to wrap up this section a little bit is the human collective and since we're talking to the people that listen to our podcast most of us that are related to this podcast are light workers or beings of like high vibrational light because we're trying to do something good for humanity, for ourselves, for those that we love, for the people around us, all these other things. And we're trying to just really f- get to our capabilities, you know, evolve. And these are all part of, part of being a light worker. Even if you're not actively treating other people, you're still 
highly probable that you're still part of the Lightworker Collective. So we have our own collective, guys. The Lightworker Collective. And so when one of us is down, the other Lightworkers are going to feel it. Which I also, I think that that's like in the, it's like, imagine the human collective, of course, is huge because it's every human, right? But the Lightworker Collective is going to be a chunk of it. Just a chunk of it. And so we really affect those in the this collective with us. And so I think that we need to keep this in mind highly in the next few months because it feels like the energy is really dense. They keep giving me that information that the next few months are not going to be easy. The next few weeks are not going to be easy. I don't know what it is because also they don't give me all the details because I'm not supposed to know as well because um, I'm supposed to live through it just like everybody else. But um, we need to make sure to all of us to try to keep responsible and try to at least do a little bit more meditation, a little more protecting, a little bit more, I don't know, whatever it is you'd like to do, pray, you know, um, just kind of quiet time, whatever it is that you work with. Maybe it's Reiki, maybe it's um, access bars, access consciousness, maybe it's, you know, turning on a candle. I know like mom, for example, loves her candles. Whatever it is that you do, try to do up your game in this next few months because it's going to help yourself, but it's going to help everybody else in the collective as well. Yeah, that's the way they were showing it to me is interesting. They were showing me like the different collectives, like different shapes. You know, those kids games where you have the different shapes that go into the different holes and that it completes it and it becomes like a whole like box you know, like the shapes, like you have like a little cylinder, oh, they're showing yes. you like, we're all in different, you know, obviously we're just talking about the light worker collective, but there's different collectives. So it's like all together we unite and we're able to meet, become a, one whole collective, which is the human collective. So that's re really interesting. They showed it to me that way. It's like, you're not supposed to fit in with a different collective if you don't want to. It's you are what you are. It's if you are part of this light worker collective, awesome. But don't worry if you don't fit into something else. And some of those other categories, because I don't have another word for that, don't necessarily have to be positive or high vibrational. There might be some low vibrational ones too, but that they are part of the collective. And we need to stay within our light to be able to, it's like sustain that shape, sustain that space that we're supposed to sustain within the entire collective. It's really interesting. I don't know. I've never seen this come through, but it's like what they're saying to me is interesting. It's like you're not supposed to change other people, but you're, you're supposed to stay true to yourself and to what you've come here to do. And that can in turn possibly help bring more light to the whole collective. But it's not about changing people. It's about just bringing that light. You know what I mean? No, it's like that saying lead by example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're going to change by in changing yourself. You're going to help you're going to possibly, your energy is going to help change somebody else, advance somebody else. Exactly. I mean, just think, simply think about it like the podcast, for example. If we wouldn't have done the podcast, there wouldn't be all these people listening to it. Maybe we're pick, helping them, you know, pick themselves up at the floor on a bad day or they're down or they just need to hear like someone else is going through something similar. That's, it's the same just in words. We're, we're, we're working via words. You can actually be doing it via just energy. You don't have to be putting words out there. So it's the same thing. This is just a more tangible way of making it understood, I guess. Yeah. That makes complete sense. So 
So then everybody obviously has a collective. I mean, you'll have collectives of, like, witches will have their own collective. Um, angelic Reiki. healers will have their own, yeah, you know, um, crystal workers will have their own collective. So those are all going inside of the the light worker, worker collective. So you might also have another collective depending on what you are called to do or what you what you do. So and um, that can change during your life too, right? Yeah, you can have and you can have many, and that can change if you no longer do one thing. You can you'll probably switch over to another one. Um, but it's semi-active in you already. Even though, like, let's say you're, let's say, let's say you're into crystal grids, you're you're gonna be in the crystal collective. If you stop working with them, your energy is still part of that collective still, because it was. There's no time. Yeah. It was at one point, so it will continue to be, and so you're still part of that collective, even though you don't do it. You're just not very active with it in the present now. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 Interesting. So I just wanted to kind of like make sure that that was understood so that people knew that sometimes when you're feeling down, it's not yours. Totally. Totally. Like today, for example, for me, I've just been feeling, you know, those days when you just doubt yourself with everything. It's like, I feel like everything could go wrong. I feel like I I have no control over anything or everything. It's just out of my control. And it's just like, why, why today? Why am I feeling that way today? Nothing bad's happened necessarily. It's, it's weird. Energetically, that happens to me every now and then. <laughs> you know what I said? God, this is so bad. I woke up and I was exhausted. I was exhausted. And then Aurora came into the room. Now she opens doors. So she, when she wakes oh, no. up, she opens her door. And right away, she's already jumping on the bed. <laughs> and she's, um, she comes into the room. And I was like, oh, no, I have a child. <laughs> oh, if I didn't have a child, I swear to God, I would stay in bed for another two hours. And I'd spend the rest of the day in bed reading a book, I swear to God. I literally thought that. Oh. Um, there were just days. Today, yeah, today for me is like one of those days where my energy is like. But also I'm a little sick because Aurora got a vaccine three days ago, four days ago. Friday. Aurora got a vaccine on Friday, and today is Monday, and uh, she started getting sick yesterday, and today she woke up coughing and not feeling great, and apparently she passed it over to me. The worst part is the doctor's like, she already has this vaccine, it's just a booster, she shouldn't get sick. They said She's that. clearly sick. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And so I'm starting to, I feel like my, uh, my energy's going down, I'm starting to feel like my throat's bothering me. So I ran the Healy on me, and I ran the Healy on Aurora. And uh, did it help her? Well, she's a kid, so she only lets it on for like a little bit, and she'll be like, she'll ask me to take it off. Mm. I think it did because she had a lot of like after I ran it, she had a lot of energy. I'm like, why did I run it on her? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I should have just left her on the couch, lazy. It would have been more convenient for me too. But no, I want her to get better. Yeah. I don't know where I why we got off topic. Always oh, talk about how things aren't ours. That's right. Um, very true, and I think that's something we need to be very aware of and really be introspective with. We might be we might be taking on something else. And that's why the whole hermetic thing, like you said, taking care of your energy, protecting it, and being able to um, not have to really rely on 
ourselves, you know, just rely on our introspection. It's like, I'm going to, I'm going to look inside of myself, figure out what's going on. And then I'm going to protect myself, be it whatever it is. Cause I think hermetically, I remember studying a lot of hermetic stuff when we were back in Uruguay, but hermetically, we studied I, think, it. I had a whole manual and I don't know where I put it, but it had, it had symbols that I loved. I remember. Yeah. I think I have my manual here. I have to look at it. I'll pass it on to you if you want. But, um, I remember the one with like the two. That was my favorite. Yeah. I remember that too. Yeah, we all should be doing that right now. I feel that. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna take I'm gonna take our, our own advice. <laughs> yeah. I, I always I always do it before I go to sleep, always. And the last few days I've been feeling really tired. I've been making sure I put like more crystals under my pillow in my bed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It helps me have less like when the energy's really heavy and I know it's not mine, it's like collectively um which is funny because when i did my uh astrology reading with uh patricia she talked to me about how how uh connected i was with the human collective and how i felt things like if something was happening i was feeling it sometimes to an extreme and that's totally the way it is for me so when i'm feeling like super impacted or low energy or i'm feeling down i don't know why it's not mine I, I make sure to put like extra crystals under my bed or under my pillow. And that's awareness right there. And I don't sleep badly because normal if not, I'd be tossing and turning most of the night. So it helps me sleep better. So that's something else people can do. Yeah. What crystals would you recommend? Because this, this actually came through in a question that we received. Um, yeah, so... I consider if I'm feeling really negative thoughts or I'm feeling like it's like a negative energy, I'll have smoky quartz, which was Tanya in the interview we had with her. I think she was the one that recommended smoky quartz for negative energy. I'll put selenite because I use it a lot for channeling. So I, th- I feel like it's my companion crystal for me. Um, and then I put black tourmaline to like keep myself rooted so I can come back easily if my soul astral travels and make sure to uh, help myself come back. Okay. Because sometimes I think I'll never come back. (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if you want to, because we're going all over the place with this episode, but is there anything else you'd like to add to the Lightworker Collective? Mm -mm, Just that. Just like be aware in the next few months that the more work you do for yourself, it's going to help someone else. And that person is going to help themselves and that's going to end up helping you. And it's like a whole cycle. You're all in the, we're all in the collective together. So just to know that, but also to know that when you're having a day that's weird or you're energy wise or thought wise or feeling wise, it could actually be that you're downloading from the collective, something that a lot of people are feeling at the time and it's not yours. And so the, the best thing you can do for yourself and for all those is obviously or medically protect yourself from all the, low vibrational things that are happening in the next few weeks, months, um, but also possibly bring down energy, whether it be prayer or candle, meditation, whatever it is you're into, up that game with that so you can help yourself and the collective, both collectives, the human and the light worker collective in general. That's my advice. I like that. And for me, it's, it's going back to the messages that came through when you channeled a while back and you've channeled a bunch about that, about the DNA and how we're supposed to shed these things. And the more we hold on to it, the more we're going to feel stuck right now. So I think the more that we can work through our own stuff, 
our own feelings, our own emotions, our own struggles, and really coming to terms with those and shedding those, the more we're going to be able to elevate and we're going to be able to connect with the Lightworker Collective and, and everything that comes with that, right? Yeah. Because otherwise we're, we're bogged down. We're dragged down by all of that and we're not able to fully connect to ourselves. And there's always going to be something, you know, there, it's it's a life I mean, journey, right? It, that's, yeah, it's the onion that the country talk about. There's always but it's be the intention. It's the intention yes. they're saying. It's if you have that intention of looking at something, and at working through it, and really wanting to shed it, and wanting to release it, that's already kind of getting the wheels moving, and that's going to help you kind of put that purpose out there, and create your create the reality that you want to live in. Because that, that's a way to create a reality. It's, I'm working through my stuff. I'm going through my struggles. Um, it's not easy. I feel ups and downs, but I have this intention. I have this purpose, and I'm not letting that hold me back. And that's, that's, that's creating your own reality. Yeah. You know? Yeah. All right. So this was an interesting episode it was just an idea that come to us obviously through one of our classes and we felt the need to talk about this especially now so we hope it's helped you in some way if you guys are interested in the zoom course we'll have the information on the show notes but feel free to email us at soultribeacademy at gmail.com and we can send you all the information and just to reiterate the classes are the 10th, the 11th, and the 18th of October. So um, yeah, definitely sign up if you're interested. We're going to have limited spaces and spots. So definitely reach out as soon as you can. And for any updates on, on episodes and all that, just make sure you're following us on Instagram or Facebook. We'll put those links below as well. And we hope you guys have a really good week. And thank you again for tuning in. Thank you, thank you, thank you.